You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. It's Tuesday, so as always on a Tuesday, it's time for It's My Money, brought to you by Brentus Wealth. And with me from Brentus Wealth in Pretoria is Johan Berger. Now, Johan, the more ways of trading the markets and investing I see, the more I realize that it all comes back to one thing, and that's human behavior. Just doesn't matter what the product is. It doesn't matter how what it promises you. It doesn't matter whether it's short-term, medium-term, or long-term. The fact is that if you don't behave properly, then you can't justify or even get the best out of your product. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one one thing I've realized, and and in a way we we have to do a risk analysis of every single client, irrespective of age, particular income or assets um, that particular person has, and and sometimes we we realize a client or particular investor will be very very uh, a risky type of client, wants to take risk and willing to experience volatility as soon as it happens, then that whole behavior changes. So that's the one thing. Um, the other thing in South Africa, obviously, very difficult economic circumstances from a branches point of view, and we've seen it the last 12 years, more value offshore, um, and the RAND or the currency plays a vital or when to take money offshore. Um, and it's kind of bizarre that when the rand is extremely weak, we've seen that at 16, 17 rand levels, people tend to phone and they just want to take all their money offshore when the rand is so weak. Now we're in the scenario where the rand has strengthened the last, let's say, couple of months, but now all of a sudden people are like, oh, I don't want to take my money offshore. What if the rand goes to 30 or 12? It's just bizarre how think about investments in general um, and now is actually the perfect time. Um, I'm not saying the rent will definitely weaken from from these levels. The point I'm trying to make is the levels are actually fantastic to take opportunity um, because over time and we've seen that the last 20, 30 years the rent the rent will weaken. Yes, it's slightly different these days because of the inflation differential between ourselves and uh, developed countries. We've come down to the, uh, actually, we're probably just a little bit below the United States at the moment. And also with the US dollar weakening, the rand may stay strong uh, for a little bit longer than we expected. But just going back to your point about people taking money out or panicking a little bit when markets are, are low. Did you see that last year? I mean, let's, let's go back to March of last year when the markets were in, in free fall, but they were certainly under extreme pressure. Did you get lots of calls saying, get me out? Yeah, um, we definitely did. Actually, a couple of, uh, couple of times, let's in the last five to seven years, 2015, the, the Gate scenario was another big scenario where people just left, right and center want to take everything out. Um, last year as well, um, I think COVID or the whole scenario was a little bit uncertain. Nobody realized what will actually happen, whether it's in the US, Europe or here in Africa. Um, but yeah, people were kind of scared. But COVID was not the only reason. Um, it's very difficult in um, an environment or an economy to grow when you have a very large current account deficit. Um, unemployment at record high levels, political uncertainty. So those are the actual reasons for taking money offshore. It's not just a currency game to say, well, the rent will weaken over time. It's more a scenario where South Africa represents less than 1% of world economy and to have exposure in growth assets 
um, not currently available in South Africa. So those are the main reasons why why people took money offshore. What are they doing at the moment? Are they taking your sage advice and saying to themselves, oh, I've had a good run, the rand's gone from rounded off to 19 to the US dollar and rounded off to 14 to the US dollar now. It's a massive, massive move. This is the time that they should be diversifying even more than they have done in the past. Absolutely, and that's that's the bizarre thing in terms of human behavior when the ran is at 17 they want to take everything and now at 14 levels where we actually recommend now is the perfect time to go people tend to say oh what if it goes even to 13 or 12 etc um but yeah still part of our recommendation um to diversify um a large part of your assets to offshore um um areas um and people tend to forget about if they look at the total asset value, whether that's property, pension money, a lot of it is stuck in South Africa and RAND based. So the advice we are giving, not to say, well, take all your money, but if you look down and look at all your assets, actually a very large part of every single South African of their assets will be based in RANDs and some exposure to South Africa. Why don't we take a look back at the markets and how they performed over the year and also you, how your clients have behaved over the year. But let's start with the markets. I mean, it's been, it hasn't been so much of a roller coaster, I must say. The markets fell precipitously in February, March last year, and then they've just gone straight up since then. So it hasn't been a roller coaster. It hasn't been difficult. If you'd have just stayed in the market, you'd be sitting pretty now. Yeah, sometimes, and it's it's almost a phrase we we use and a lot of planners are using that phrase, but that ranges. Sometimes the best thing to do is to do nothing if you invested already. Um, to try and time the market and predict what the next three months and this and that will, will do to markets is quite impossible. The same with a currency. Um, but yeah, it's actually remarkable in terms of in FIP, most markets around the world fell by 30%. And, and since then, end of March, all the way to the end of the year, we just had an unbelievable run, and and once again during COVID scenario. So, um, people who got scared and switched to cash, or for that, lost a, a great deal of of growth in the last couple of months. Are you seeing people now that did get out when the market was at its worst and sat there in cash? or in money market funds, or in fixed income, whatever it is? Are you starting to get calls now saying, okay, I'm throwing in the towel, let's get back into the equity market? Because if they do start doing that, Johan, please phone me, because I know that's the end of the market. Yeah, it's, a, it's actually a very difficult scenario at this point in time, because the market had such a nice run. Um, and the last couple of months, we, we saw a little bit of a pullback, which is which is quite normal. And, and in my opinion, um, it had to happen for, for markets to just keep up going the whole time. It's, it's not sustainable. Um, but at this point in time, in terms of asset allocation, um, I think plays a vital role. Still a lot of uncertainty in the world. Um, we, we start to see a little bit more value the last couple of months in, in emerging markets. The commodity run and cycle um, had a big influence on that. Even in South Africa, the South African market the last 12 months since that big dip in Feb March actually had a very, very nice run. Um, how long will it last given all the basic principles in South Africa? Very difficult to say. 
Um, but yeah, the U.S. market, the technology sector in the U.S. had a fantastic run in the in the last year. Okay, we've looked back and we philosophized. But what we have to do now, and the most important part of this chat, is where to go from here. Where do you see value? Yeah, as I said, I'll just mention we 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 still see a little bit of value in emerging markets going forward. We believe. If you must still have exposure to to the U.S. market, um, and it's not just the U.S. as a as a country or as our economy as a whole, but there are so many fantastic companies developing on a constant basis in the U.S. And in order to generate growth, you you need exposure to those markets. Um, but it all boils down, Lindsay, to one question: one, what is your risk? Um, profile in terms of what's your objective? Do you need income? What's the time horizon? So to try and time the market going forward for the next couple of months based on COVID or based on this or this president and that, it's literally impossible. If you need income from a particular portfolio, make sure you provide conservative asset classes in the form of income funds that represents a great deal of bonds. If you need uh, growth, uh, make sure those assets are there. It could be or can be liquid, but bear in mind, it must have at least a seven-year horizon. So if you experience volatility, we call it paper losses. It doesn't really matter. It's never nice to see losses in your portfolio, but it doesn't really matter. It only matters if you redeem from the from that particular portfolio. So yeah, your objectives, income needs, all of that plays a vital role. And you still need exposure to growth assets to beat inflation in this environment. Johan, thanks so much for your wisdom. That's Johan Berger, who is from Brentos Wealth in Pretoria. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brentos Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.